Sam, what's your favorite genre of book? Oh, you know what? I'm going to be slightly controversial here and kind of show my... <laughs> I don't like books. No books. Expose myself. Manga. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. I really like young adult fiction. I just think it hits yeah. that perfect like brain goblin moment for me. Interesting. Like, so action this... adventure a little bit of romance it's yeah, mostly that... like the underdogs fighting against the big bads yeah it's it's shown okay <laughs> yeah it is shonen. that that's interesting now you've explained that well because i was gonna my next question was gonna be is that is that a genre or is that just like a target audience Ooh. um but oh. uh, but i i do think there's there is a style to that genre to that to that target mm. audience in general where you you're right you have that sort of shonenism sort of we're going to keep it fast paced there's going to be a bit of romance a bit saucy yep. a bit sort of rapid um, yeah just and it's just over the top violence for no reason whatsoever <laughs> yeah potentially yeah um okay that's that's interesting i was uh, the re- the reason i ask is because i've just i'll talk about it in slice mm-hmm. of life but i've just re i've just been watching the new series of you you know, oh, you? the he's like the serial killer or something. Or he's yeah, like yeah, a, he's a murderer. Yeah, yeah. I can um, fix you. I can yeah. make you perfect. Yeah, but the genre takes a a, a big shift, um, and it's now like got a different. I'll oh. talk about it later because I don't want to do spoilers. Um, but yeah, okay. I was just curious about books. Um, brilliant. What what's the what's the um genre of this week's episode, Sam? I. I Ah, um, it, m- movie, I guess, would be the, the best way to say it. I, I don't know. I'm Again, I'm not sure you understand the term genre. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I do. Um, it's more. It's kind of a romance slash sci near future sci fi. Maybe. I, I shall we get shall we get into it in our uh, our award winning podcast? I'm making yes, up absolutely. The like I've I've given it an award. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. award for no, the most fine. useless no one's questioning you've it. Ever to. Now people are questioning it, Sam. You should have just gone with it. Oh, damn it. People believe you. Should you should have just said, oh, I just should have left it there. Damn it. Yeah. Okay, anyway, should we do a podcast in three, two, one? Hello, weebs, new and old, and welcome back to Gateway to the Anniverse, the podcast that aims to guide an anime novice to the weird, wide, and wonderful world of Japanese animation. My name is Sam, a self-proclaimed anime expert, and with me, as always, is the man who doesn't know his summer from a bummer. It's Will, our novice. Hello. From a what? From a what? You know, like, if if something's a bit of a bummer, it's it's, it's usually like, oh, it kind of gets you a bit depressed, it's a bit of a letdown, you know. (laughs) I don't know what other way you could possibly take that phrase, Will. (laughs) Just insert clip of Will from the Inbetweeners going, you bumder. You bumder. <laughs> uh, um, okay, brilliant. Um, yeah, thank you all for coming. We we talk about anime. Sam gives us a show to watch uh, and we watch it and then we talk about it and we see if it's got, got what it takes to get into the universe, a mythical place where we show, uh, where, where we introduce noobs Wonderful to anime place. and uh, novices. Uh, I am that noob, I am that novice, and Sam is taking me on a journey. And today he's thrown summer wars at us. Sam? That I have. Why is the weather so important in this series, in this film? Um, Because if the weather isn't good, then internet connection is bad, and (laughs) it's really hot, and you can't focus when it's hot, because it's Japan, Will. This is set in Japan, very, very Japanese, and Mm. as we all know, uh, from my constant complaining over the past almost three years of us doing this podcast, I yeah. hate Japanese summer. And the Japanese <laughs> summer is very, very hot. And it is yeah. very, very difficult to concentrate in the summer. You need to cool yourself off. And if you're going to a country house where there is no air conditioning, 
then it's going to be very difficult to solve algorithms and save the uh, Japanese countryside from various viruses and other such um, threats. Mm. This is a film from Mamoru Hosada, a famed Japanese director known for The Girl Who Leapt Through Time, uh, Wolf Children, and of course this. He's also very prominent in his work in the Digimon franchise. Um, He has made a lot of anime films. He's quite prolific as a director, and this was basically his 2.0 version of a Digimon movie he made back in 1999 uh, or 2000. It was very early doors for the Digimon anime, and this was his perfected vision of that. So if you like Hot Summer Days, uh, a good old-fashioned game of Koi Koi or Hanafuda, then Summer Wars might be a film that you would be interested in watching. Um, Shall we jump into our first yeah let's of dive movie. into the uh i was gonna into the metaverse i guess let's go for it into the metaverse oh god all right well summer wars what is happening here what's happening here in the in the metaverse in zuckerberg's twisted vision of our future Oh my goodness, I, I forgot to do a what's happening in this show again. Um, okay, so we follow our protagonist, who is uh, Kazuma. <laughs> who is the real protagonist. <laughs> he's the true protagonist. He's the true protagonist. He's the one. He turns up halfway through and he's just like, step aside. <laughs> turns into a shonen anime halfway through the film. Yeah. He's just like, I will, I will rise from my ashes. And I will defeat <laughs> this. Oh, it's so, so love machine, love machine. <laughs> yeah, I, I watched this in uh, dub. To be fair, um, so was, yeah, the dub is very good. Actually, I, I when I first watched this, it was also in the dub. It is a solid dub, hundred percent. Warner Brothers Japan uh, distributed it and like got all the voice actors together. It mm. is solid. You can watch this in sub or dub, and it is a good experience. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, so there's we we follow our two main protagonists I guess Nas, Natsuki and Kenji, um, mm-hmm. and these are two are they from high school We don't really we know nothing about like where they are at the beginning of the film It's just he's in a computer room <laughs> and she's walking by and it's like okay cool she just happens to walk past <laughs> yeah um, are they is it sort of supposed to be college sort of university. It's a uh, second year of high school, so at what? this point they'd be 16, 17. And they're engaged. Well, yesn't. Well, they're no, not no, en- no, actually no, engaged, are they? No, for the for the purposes of the storyline, they're supposed to be engaged, and no mm. one, everyone's cool with this, and they're still in high school, yeah, and he's younger than that's her. Because, yeah, because her... Because it's Japan. Grandma is... Yeah, it, well, we, also it's because of Japan, but, like, yeah, it's... They're, it's supposed to be like their fiancé, they're supposed to be together and she wants to show off <laughs> to her grandma because her grandma no, is no, really yeah. old and it's like, Look, I, I, want, I want my grandma to know that I have a secure future. Like, what is before. the problem with adding a few years and putting these in like first year of college? Because I just don't buy... Absolutely no problem. I just don't buy the fact yeah. that these are high schoolers who have just travelled across country to to announce their engage- engagement to their dying grandmother and everyone's just like yeah that's fine yeah 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 no worries it's cool you're like 12 you, you've touched on a problem that i have a massive issue with with like most show- and and i've only really kind of <laughs> which is monogamy. come into this 
monogamous. Where's my polycule at? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Get that other guy from the computer room in. Get him involved. Like, <laughs> he he needs something. But no, you've touched on something that only more recently that I've started to see in anime, and that is the fact that everything is set in high school. Everything is high schoolers. <laughs> and we've we've touched upon it briefly before, but there are so many shows that I'm now as I as I'm getting older, as I am becoming a more quote unquote mature individual, absolutely not. Um <laughs> everything is set in a high school, but they're like the weight of the world is on these characters' shoulders and mm. they are fighting against the big bad and they've they've got all this responsibility. And I'm like, you're 14. When I was yeah. 14, the only things that I wanted to do were touch boobs and like survive another day at school. <laughs> I love how you're that was it. just trying to think of another thing you wanted to do. It's really just touch boobs, isn't I, it, Sam? <laughs> yeah. That's why Chainsaw Man was so good because Denji was the most realistic protagonist <laughs> we've had so far. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, no, again, like are you, you said, getting like, jaded by stop? Are you growing out of Shonen? Is that what you're saying? No. <laughs> no, never. I will never grow out of Shonen. <laughs> You can't make me. <laughs> I, but I'm I'm getting pretty close. There are some shows like I've been watching, like we've talked about recently, Blue Lock, mm. and I'm supposed to believe that these kids are in high school and they are having the most like wild developments in terms of like physical and mental development that I have ever seen. And I'm like, mm. oh yeah, he's meant to be 14. Oh. Yeah, I mean, having said that. At the elite stage of football, like um, I was watching a game the other day and Sunderland is in the FA Cup and Sunderland brought on a 15 year old in the FA Cup and, and he, he scored, it was disallowed um, for offside, but he scored like in his first few moments and he, he looked young in the face, but like he's playing proper top level football and he's 15. Mm. It's just incre- It's just crazy. So maybe Shonen is actually more realistic than we it's think. Progressive. In it's sports. Just, yeah. Yeah, but anyway, no, I completely agree. This is a story of uh, Kenji going and pretending to be the fiance of uh, Natsuki, and yeah, sure, age them up a little bit, like because there's other elements that come into play later, with especially yeah. with the oh, uncle. Yeah, where it's yeah, and it's like that's again, maybe age them up a bit more, and mm. don't do that. <laughs> don't romance yeah. that particular angle. It's a strange, yeah, it's a strange angle to play. Um, like, I don't think they go too far. I think it, it's very much portrayed as, so basically everyone, if, we're assuming everyone's seen this film. Um, you, you're going to, you're going to find it hard to follow otherwise. Uh, but there's a, there's a part where, um, Natsuki sort of shows her affection for her uncle in a very sort of like just attention seeking way like a like a child mm. seeking the attention of the, their elders but it's got all, a, a little bit of sort of sexual connotations with like the way she holds his arm and sort of body language and then mm. we find out that and, and i was sort of thinking oh this is a bit the, a bit off and then we find out that she was sort of like in love with him as a kid and you know it's it's portrayed as sort of just childhood infatuation which is kind of fine yeah, like it's just innocence. It is innocent in a way, and she goes, she gets really embarrassed and blushes. Um, but I guess the, the the only difficult bit is that those feelings are kind of still there because she's still very much on his side all the time and wants to be with him and wants to take his side in every situation. And it's like, I I hope this is the limit of it. I hope this was never like um, 
yeah encouraged on his part mm. i guess is the, is the only thing that i mean he seems oblivious to it in general he's just like i'm, I'm doing Hope, my thing yeah that's why he ran to america he he saw the writing <laughs> on the wall and he was like nah. <laughs> yeah yeah not getting well, involved hopefully it's that reason and it's not he ran to america because <laughs> it's the, something happened <laughs> oh, i gotta God. get out of here baby I, I, uh, i'm out <laughs> Terrorism charges will probably like be less cancelable for me. <laughs> yeah, God. Okay, so um, just to sort of bring it back to the the plot of the the film, the fir- it, it, again, it's a bit like um, when we watched Bubbles, a bit of a film of two halves. The first half of the film mm. is very much this chilled vibe. You've got this homely sort of um environment where meeting the family meeting the family having dinner branches of the family yeah and it's in this really picturesque sort of rural village situation in japan and uh, i'm sure it's got a proper name i don't know like it it, it seems like a little sort of um like what used to be uh like a a, what do you call it like a a like a, a a a nobleman's sort of estate sort of thing like where yeah it's kind of like uh like a lord or a lady yeah, would reside exactly yeah and it's, it's it's a big sprawling complex like the family's clearly from old money uh, like yeah. i guess the, the, would be the the relationship to a western perspective they've got this big sprawling house and it's like on high ground overviewing a small village and they have lots of connections this family that natsuki um is a part of Mm. go all the way back to like old shogunate um clansmanship and that's persisted throughout and they still have a lot of their old school connections and that comes into play later on in the film but in the first half, it's just kind of Kenji coming in and going, "Oh, this family yeah. is really big." <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and it's, he, he likes it because we find out later that like you know his parents are always very busy, and um, he, he he likes the sort of the family. Uh, what's the word? The, it just likes being with her family dynamic. sort of experience. Yeah, dynamic. Yeah, exactly. Um, so. And and we get the we see the relationship between Natsuki and Kenji grow a little bit, but it's still fairly. It, mm. I thought this was going to be like a rom com, like this was going to be um, the wedding date all over, because it starts off mm. with very very sort uh, of. You're, I'm going to pretend to be your fiance, and oh, maybe we realise that we actually do have feelings for each other, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, like something. It's basically going to follow the, the um, typical Hollywood movie tropes where you know they they have the big fallout because of a misunderstanding and then it's like no i re-, and mm. then she's like oh my god and she goes and saves him at the catches him at the airport as he's and it's all like romantic you know it's it's the whole i got off the plane yeah yeah exactly um but lo and behold halfway through the film we get this massive shift <laughs> into this sci-fi um armageddon situation where <laughs> where um Kenji thinks he it somehow becomes enthralled in this uh AI taking over the world AI plot of this rogue AI that's gone like off the rails and is trying to in the virtual destroy world. its creator and yeah. and we have this entire like yeah again we have this virtual we've not even touched No I know on. that's what I was going to say we need to touch on Oz 
we need to talk about Oz because we joked a little bit at the beginning about this being kind of like what meta wishes it could be and, yeah. and like the metaverse and whatever. But this is genuinely, this came out in 2009. So yeah. the writing was already on the wall for, oh, this is like the next step of what Facebook is going to be. It's going to be a world where you can log in, you've got your avatar, you can travel around, you can buy things, you can mm. purchase houses, you can bank, you can buy clothes and everything is done via avatars. This is what meta wishes it was. Mm. And it's such a big part of the universe that high schoolers can take part-time jobs like coding for Oz and and doing security checks and things like that. And what we're introduced to this at the very beginning, only mm. for it almost to be like thrown away for the again yeah. for the first half of the film. Exactly. Yeah, it just disappears because. I, that opening sequence they talk all about Oz and all the different things you can do you know you can play sports you can do you can co- literally compete it's got its own sort of like esports like uh, esports style arena yep it's got all it's, you can read books and buy and watch films and go shopping and it's you've got everything you can do in the real world and more and it mm. it's done the art the artistry the animation the whole process of telling us what this oz is is phenomenal like i loved that opening scene i was like they they've thought about this world so carefully like they didn't need to even later on when it comes back in the they don't necessarily need it doesn't need to be as detailed as it is it doesn't need to we don't need to understand mm. it as well as they explain it in that opening sequence but it really does make it feel tangible it makes it feel like Okay, yeah, these things would happen. You know, you'd have a finance section. You would have banking on there. You would have mm. all of these sort of networks of connection and the universal sort of TARDIS mode where where, where it translates everything into the same language so everyone can communicate. Um, <clears throat> it's just brilliant. So, yeah, I, I think yeah. kudos on Oz in general because it's just it's just an incredible it, visualization. It a great what- plot device to like to be there and again to come back to the director's past stuff um when he did like the the 1.0 version of this movie it was a digimon property so you're already familiar with what digimon were and the internet and all this kind of stuff so he didn't have to do that explanation but in this case he's introduced the concept of oz and has explained it so succinctly and so brilliantly at the beginning that for the rest of the film you're like of course everyone's logging into oz Sure, of course you can do that from your mobile phone. Or somebody's at one point somebody's got like a DS and yeah. they're plugged into the yeah. network and is playing their DS as part of Oz. And it works. You believe that it's a part of the world. And I think the reason you believe it's part of the world is because of that absence. Is because we spend so much time with it just there in the background, mm. not as a focal point. We're focusing on the family and the rural countryside yeah. and the... Ooh, I'm in a weird situation where I have to pretend to be a fiance because Oz is there and we know it's there. You can believe it a bit more when all the AI shenanigans kick off later. I, yeah, I feel. Uh, yeah, I, I think that definitely has a, has has a part to play. I think because they're so chilled out about it, they're not sort of talking about it. They're not beating us over the head with it. It's sort of just mm. like okay, we will buy into this story. And you know what? I genuinely think th- I was engaged throughout all of this 
the, the, the way they tell this story, I think is really, really good. I think the direction mm. is brilliant. And I think the way it builds and this, it's not like, it's just a very nice balance. I think they could have quite, I think with anime and with a lot of, I think anime in particular, but I think with a lot of movies as well, pacing can be an issue when you've got so many things you want to say and so many things you want to happen. And I think it's just yeah. timed really well. Like the, they just dropped this bomb halfway through the movie. So basically uh, Kenji cracks this code. He gets sent this code and he's like, oh, it's a maths problem because mm. he's a maths genius and he solves the problem. Yes. And then he finds his name. Right. Plot, ho- plot hole number one. Plot hole oh, number one. Okay. Why is his <laughs> why is his face plastered all over the TV? Because Japan. <laughs> like you do a crime. No, there no, you go. There you are. No, with the no, bar, the no, sensor bar just over the eyes. That's not the issue, Sam. The issue is he didn't do the crime. We find out later that he didn't actually yeah, crack the code. He actually and, and there was like it. fifty other people that did, and their faces aren't on the news, but his is, and he didn't even crack his it. Is. It's like a case of. Uh, misunderstood identity isn't it it's like oh well he also got sent the mail and he's is the the picture that we have most readily available it was this guy he had to have done it it's bullshit yeah again it is very convenient (laughs) yeah like to to just kind of like get him arrest arrested in air quotes and like yeah well it's to expose him isn't it to the family and then he he have to redeem Mm. himself um i like i i get it but like i think they sort of i think they did that and then the writer was like, oh, shit, I don't want him actually to have caused this. So we'll just say that he made a mistake in the last letter. So, yeah. but then they didn't think about how they'd got there in the first place. Like he, he, apparently he did this. Like it, just keep it. I think it was fine. You don't need to have this sort of like blankets, you know, clean slate sort of thing. Oh yeah, actually you didn't get it right. So it's not your fault. Like, nah, just, he didn't mean to do it either way. No, just, just, yeah, just, just like, have him commit the crime. Like, yeah, it's like it's fine. It's not, it's not like he was intentionally doing it. He got sent a puzzle. Like, yeah, it would still work narratively to have him just be like, "Oh, I was curious, so I did it." And it brings into focus the idea of, "Oh, well, should he be punished for it?" And that's another uh, like wrinkle to it that is more interesting. However, yeah, yeah, so. exactly, yeah. It, it, the moral implications. It's just sort of like I didn't know your honor. I just, I just, I thought she was eighteen. It's fine. Like, I just. Oh no! <laughs> um, Maths any- is just numbers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But also on that note, he is a maths genius and he is a coder for Oz. Why doesn't he recognize the code? <laughs> like, mm. why doesn't he recognize the password? Surely he should like see it in. And yeah. a thread throughout is the idea that it seems that Oz doesn't understand its own system as much as it wants to like the idea of Mm. the ai being able to like cause widespread disruption and then to be defeated in a mini game that i guess is just on the side of the thing and then but then also apparently the whales that are there might be sentient because they (laughs) a special (laughs) costume to that was too far that was too far I'm sorry, that was too far. I was like, <laughs> oh, great. She's got, like, there are some poignant moments to this or some some big moments to this. One of my favourite bits was when the avatars that the, that, uh, what's the, what's the bad guy called? Uh, Love Machine. Love, for some reason. Love Machine um, 
Why is he called Love Machine? I just sort of that's all the way through watching this. I'm like, that's yep, only just Love close. Machine. Yeah, Love Machine. That's a, that's his name. It was and totally now saying it out loud. Back on it, and it's like, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> okay, so Love Machine <laughs> is absorbing um, avatars, and he absorbs like millions and millions, hundreds of millions of avatars uh, in order to mm. gain access to all of what because basically the avatars are basically like the people because they, they've invested so much. Yeah, yeah, but they, but they, that's because that people have invested so much into their avatars. They've trusted their, the Oz with all of their mm. sort of personal Social data. Security they, and, and they, like, they say it's basically systems. They say it's like basically having the, being the person themselves because you have access mm. to anything that they would in real life. So we have, um, Love Machine with all of these avatars, with all of this control. And it's the moment when, spoilers, uh, when Kenji is down on her luck, she has 47, no, uh, 67 people, no, 76 people, 74, 74, because it goes up to 75. Yeah. Yeah. She has seven, not that that's relevant, I don't know why I focus so hard on that. She has 74 (laughs) people left because she's lost one round and she'd been building up and building up. She had like hundreds of thousands of people, uh, avatars. She was winning the avatars back away from uh, Love Machine. And then, She's like got. She hasn't got enough to play another game. She's only got seventy four. And then this little guy pops up. And then people and start. And like, then people start trickling here, have in. My avatar. Yeah. And and just that swarming of avatars. It had me all warm and fuzzy inside. I was like, yeah. oh, people coming together. It's so coming good. Together <laughs> right now. And it, like she ends up with like one hundred fifty million avatars to like yeah. place her final bet. And it's like. Let's uh, go. Koi, and you know koi, she ain't losing. If she'd have lost that, that'd have been fucking hilarious. Um, but she doesn't. She wins. <laughs> and bef- but before she wins, she goes through this transformation sequence. And I'm just oh, like... Yeah, she does a full-on magical girl transformation. And I'm like... Yeah, and she goes nude for a second. <laughs> and then like gets this, gi- this like these wi- angel wings. And turns into a final form. And I'm like... Ah, I'm- <laughs> really? Why? They, like... Apparently, it's like the whales upgrade yeah. her account so that she can wield all of them. Fun fact, the whales are called John and Yoko. Because, you know, <laughs> why not? Let's yeah. throw a Beatles reference in there. Yeah, and, sure. Yeah, and, and that, again, like you said, that was the one thing I was like, oh, no, just just let her do it off her own back. And just yeah. still, do, you don't need to give her this big transformation sequence. But it wouldn't be anime if it wasn't. Yeah, it's very true. And speaking of anime, the other arc that is is what we mentioned up top, which is King uh, Kazuma. Kazuma, and that. I, do you know what? I, I talk about balance in a show. The, the mini arcs in this are stellar. Like I just think every character has their moment to shine, and it's like mm. the whole show is about coming together. It's about working as a family, as a unit, and you know everyone's got their own skill set and that's okay everyone's got their own idiosyncrasies no one's perfect like there's a bit of like um ingrained sexism in it like with the fact that all the women are just like cleaning and doing the cooking and all the men are doing food and (laughs) are like actually like doing stuff yeah (laughs) and it's like Um, yeah (laughs) but apart from that like everyone's (laughs) Like gra- grandma's ace, like her letter at the end, and that brings. I think, everyone I think we together. should talk about grandma. Grandma, okay, because she is 
the pivot of almost the entire movie. Like the whole reason that Kenji's even there is because Natsuki wants to introduce uh, her to uh, him. Sorry, to the grandma and to, they- to show him off almost. Um, yeah. Because she's turning 90 and she is a very stubborn and bullheaded woman. And is she? She has all these connections. I think everything, well, yeah, we, because... everything we see of, I mean, I think that's her reputation that like she's hard to impress. But I don't, I, mm. I think it's more that it's just her opinion matters because I don't really see, I, th- I see her as the most open minded of everyone. Like she welcomes him in with open yeah. arms. She, like, she, teaches him go i think it is like teaches him the game yeah but but like even even beyond him like she accepts all of these characters in her family she doesn't she's not grumpy she's just sweet and sort of welcoming i don't know i think i think when i first met her i think the 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 my initial opinion was that that like she was this sort of strict hard to please lady but i don't i don't Mm. didn't really see that by the end i think she was just a respect, a really, really highly respected person that everyone highly want, respected individual th- yeah. that wanted everyone wanted her approval um, in whatever regard. Mm. Which was that 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 obviously stemmed um, Natsuki bringing uh, Kenji back, and to think, yeah, go on then. Sorry, I, I, I just I just I just feel like she was better than just this, you know. Strict, no, you, stri- you are absolutely right. And what I found really interest interesting on the the rewatch was seeing how she commanded this respect from all these different individuals. Mm. But if you look at the family as a whole, they're not like they have legacy. Mm. They were a very powerful family, like coming up and out. But nowadays they're so widely spread out. Like the actual core family itself isn't that powerful until they ask for help and they ask for support. And then that's when, the true value of like making these connections and fostering these relationships like comes into play. Like again, spoilers, hopefully you've all watched the film late in the game. Grandma starts ringing all these different people Such to a good get scene. them on board. Absolutely incredible. And she's like, she's flicking through this phone book and just like calling. So up, like, if you have, if you haven't seen, and if you haven't seen basically the AI starts uh, taking control of things in, in real life so it starts controlling the waterworks and the ele- mm. the electricity board the traffic and lights traffic lights everything everything basically goes to chaos it's a bit like it's very armageddon sort of like taking over we'll, we'll, we'll control the city it's is that what bane does i don't know in, 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 there's loads of you know it's it's similar a, basically they take they cut off the, they basically the send it all haywire don't ev- they yeah it's it's they get rid of all of the main like things that we take for granted mm. in society sat navs like, the things that just yeah that just happen naturally that we just navigation go, okay, of get to here. yeah yeah and so grandma then decides we're going old school and she yeah. just starts phoning people who ha- so it's a phone tree she herself phone tree so she herself maybe doesn't have like a specific area of skill, but she's very good at coordinating people. And so she rings the people who can solve the problem and coordinates them to just basically be disaster relief. I think she it is organizes it, the firefighters and she organizes the the water companies and like I love I, I love how you you've moving. got this like yeah leadership skill set. In in my mind, it was basically. 
I, I think they use the word motivation in the film, but I, I, I see it as sort of like, do your fucking job, right? I, you <laughs> like do it. Get off, yeah, just get off your ass. Save these people, right? Don't lose hope. She was like an inspiration. She was, she was a, a little mm. like people were sort of running around like headless chickens, not really knowing what to do. And she was just there, like, you go save all those old people, man. Those old people need saving. They, they, they're, they're, they're old and they're, they're, they need saving. So go, go do the saving, and then, so go, and then so go we'll have dinner that. later. And then, yeah, and she just and kept we'll phoning all sit up, around and have a meal, calling in all these favors. She was like, oh, th- look. Look, of course that's all in the past. I punched you 50 years ago. It's, uh, that, I, I love that line. Yeah, that is so good. so good. She's just like, look, can you not get over it? This is yeah. 50 years ago that I beat you up. I'm like... Yeah, but no, grandma. no, no. But you know grandma hasn't gotten over it either. She's just putting it behind her for this moment. She's like, yeah, look, it's exact- fine. Of course like, I'm over again, it. She's got so many things in the back pocket, like yeah, everywhere. Yeah. And I just think that it. is Did you see, like interesting... You see black and white photos of people she's calling. You see letters from all over the world. She's like shaking hands with politicians, yeah. like, at, like a, a ceremony and stuff. I'm like, she's yes. just lived the best life. Like I'd, I'd love us a, a prequel of just her journey through, <laughs> through <laughs> just, to this point. Just like flashes of her life. And again, yeah. it speaks to, to the direction and the the writing of this movie that yeah. we don't get to see all of that build up, but yeah. we can feel it. Like, we mm. know that she is such this this larger-than-life figure that everybody can, can rally around. And I guess that leads to maybe the biggest spoiler in the movie and maybe the, the anchor, the emotional anchor of the film. And, of course, that is that halfway through, after Grandma has mobilized half the nation, she dies. Yeah. After, after and, um, requesting... That uh, uh, Kenji look after Natsuki, mm. um, getting him to promise that he'll look after her. Um, and and that away. doesn't always sit right with me, especially on rewatches of the film. That the idea that Kenji is, seems to now kind of be obligated to look <laughs> after Natsuki. Yeah, is, it's like is, maybe is this promise. That- oh, I'm dead now. You gotta keep it. <laughs> You've got to do it, even if you don't like her, really. But the death is so surprising, and it leads to such interesting moments. Obviously, the whole family... It's not that surprising. Yeah, I mean, she is 90 years old, so (laughs) that's fair. But again, to, to see... Okay, Grandma has mobilized the entire country, and... Now she's gone. What do we do? I just love the fact that they're all there still in mourning. And they sit down and they just eat. Yeah. And they're all just around the table and they're just like, okay, so what do we do? And they're crying whilst they're stuffing potatoes and like meat into their mouths. And they're like, okay, so this is what I can do. And Yeah. It's ah, such a good moment. It is great. And I think her character in general, like it, like her confront- confrontation Con, well, well, again. <laughs> words, words have left me. Confrontation with uh, uh, Wabiske. Wabiske, yeah. Wabiske, yes, when... where she like picks up the the, the spear, yeah, and is, like trying to trying to literally kill him, so like good. stand up and die like a man. Um, and then 
I, I just her approach to everything she sort of sees the bigger picture she's she's supposed to be a bit sort of um all seeing this wise old lady um but she's just so sweet and then the letter when they read it later and it's all about like just mm. just live your life just you know make a small funeral and then you know go on living your lives and smiling and having a good time and then at the actual funeral at the end they just celebrate her birthday and everyone everyone from the village is coming in like morning clothes and the line goes on forever because of course loads of people turned up because it's like this is grandma Mm -hmm. and they're all just like why are they all so happy? <laughs> like, what, just like, what's going on? I thought that she was dead. And they're like, have they lost their minds? And they're just like, happy birthday, grandma. Because they don't hey. actually get to celebrate her birthday because it's they're all getting there for the birthday, which I didn't realize until the end of the movie. I was like, this is a long ass birthday. How long? When, which day is there actually? But I guess everyone's got a lot, long way to travel. They're all coming there. Yeah, and it's like out in the sticks in Japan, so it's yeah. like it's you can't just. And even at the beginning of the film, they're like they're on trains, and then they're on another train, and then there's like a taxi to get to the actual building. And it's <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Uh, but she is so good. She keeps she she ties it all together, and I think in essence she epitomizes the point of this movie. Even though there's so much sci-fi and like weird stuff going on. But even that in itself is like, it's so well done. It's like the, the detail on all the technology. Like, let's talk about like yeah. the, the quality of the animation. Like we see iPhones and DSs and all of this tech. There's oh. like... Just- Again, very of the time. It It's yeah. almost like a parallel 2009. It's like, okay, so what if like next year we release the metaverse and, and we're imagining like what we're going to do? Of course, all the tech of the day is going to be able to connect to it. And... Mm. It's it's just normal. Yeah, and we talked about Oz earlier as like this I, this thing that's introduced at the very beginning of the film, and it feels very natural, and it does even in the latter points where oh. King Kazuma is on its comeback and he's 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 done his tr- mini training arc and like they they've got all the tricks to kind They're of like, giving him blonde hair, love machine, and uh, yeah, get the blonde <laughs> hair, yeah, get 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 more. He's digivolved into his final form. Honestly, like the action animation in this is stellar. And yeah. Like if you've not watched the film and for some reason you're listening this far in, we've talked about this emotional heartfelt journey of like family coming together and 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 doing whatever. But I cannot understate the fact that there is just a genuine massive shonen subplot. Yeah. Of like a guy getting the absolute crap kicked out of him and then rising back up in a humbled state. To yeah. then beat the crap back yeah. out of like, but the then big also, bad guy. but then also to like sacrifice. Yeah, he like sacrifices himself in pure anger, anger with nothing to lose. <sighs> he just, he's just like, I'm going for it, and he's like in tears, and we see him break down, and as his avatar sort of crumbles. And <clears throat> look, that as a whole mini arc is so well written and so well done that you sort of don't re- like. That's why I was so engaged because I'm like, holy crap! I this kid has just sort of appeared like not like out of the blue because we, we saw him earlier on the computer we saw and we saw this like rabbit avatar that was like kicking ass early on in the movie yeah and then we then we find what out a that great he... design by the way yeah. i have to just throw that out there yeah. just the rabbit the goggles the, bo- the bomber jacket the, the, the puffer jacket yeah, yeah. <laughs> so good it's so i mean i say it's so 90s the, the, the bomber jacket and like yeah it's great um 
but like the, the way he's introduced, it's not it, it. It's surprising, but it's not too surprising that it's out of the blue because we've seen him and we've seen the avatar, and then it ties together nicely. And it feels it doesn't feel hemmed in. It feels like it's a genuine path of the movie. And the same with yeah. all of the characters, like with Kenji and his arc with the maths, and then he's there at the end, cracking code oh my God. in his mind, and his eyes are, so gives himself good. a nosebleed. He's just like wave it, and yeah. then he's, he's like, he's literally unlocked a hundred percent of his brain at the end, and oh. he's just he just looks at the like him like that last bit when the the satellite is about to crash into them, and he's there, he's solving equations like by hand. And then it's like, okay, not fast enough. Do it again. And he just yeah. does it again and again. And then it builds and it builds. And then at the end, it's like, you've got 10 seconds left. Yeah. And he just looks at it. And that- he's just like, he's entered the zone. Yeah. And he is just, he solves it. And it fucking works. And it's yeah. just, I never get hype for maths. But here I am. <laughs> the only Celebrating. Equi- I mean, it's exactly the same situation that uh, I have when uh, when I used when I used to play Snake on the Nokia thirty three ten, and you get to you okay. get to the point where there's barely any screen left, and you just zone in, and you have to eat. Yeah, you just have to catch the last, and then you when you die, don't think, just do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're on autopilot. Nothing else exists, and then you die, and you come back out, and it's like, oh, wow, there's a real world out Whoa. here. Because you're 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 seeing every pixel, <laughs> everything is like completely tunnel visioned into it. Like I mean, yeah, the, uh, in Snake on the thirty three ten, there was probably a maximum of about forty eight <laughs> pixels in the whole screen. <laughs> but, but either way, <laughs> either way, it's exactly I, the I same had forty eight pixels worth of <laughs> of focus going on. Ah, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, and then That's e- good. even even the prodigal son returning when. Um, uh, Wabiskate uh realizes that Gran's died, that, that Granny's died. Yeah. And he's like, No, she's actually gone. The witch is dead. And he's like, Oh no, this is shit. Um oh, and he <laughs> spins his car around and, and drives back, crashes it, <laughs> crashes it immediately. Yeah, just smashes it into Let the Let me uh, see her. And then and then he has to he I, joins I, the band. Another part of the everything coming together, I think I didn't hate the ending where they get like King Kazuma's back and he's kicking ass I liked it because okay so what skills do they have oh well we have a guy who's a fisherman so of course he's got a generator on his boat oh we've got a guy who's like he yeah. works at a computer store yeah here come a bunch of supercomputers yeah like oh we have a guy who has a, a, like a freezer and so he brings all the blocks of ice and that all works together to create this I think that's like, from the boat to be fair the ice Fair play. Yeah. Either way, it doesn't detract. It's amazing that all of it comes together and yeah. they create the perfect scenario. And then it's, again, it's it's this reverence for grandma that ends up causing them problems and burning out the server because he moves the ice to preserve the body. What and I'm like, what? what an idiot. Idiot. Yeah. I hate that guy. Yeah, but I same. hate that I love him because also that's how he's written. Yeah, and then he gets like he doesn't really get a redemption arc. He just like everybody just scolds him, and then he's just part yeah. of the unit by the end of it. And I'm like, oh, okay, fine. Yeah, he's also in love yeah. with his cousin. They make it make it clear that yeah, it's that's his second also... cousin, but uh, even so, yeah. And he keeps pointing it out, and it's like, hey, maybe don't. Yeah, do that. Maybe don't. Don't. You're don't... married. Yeah, don't follow this. Uh, <laughs> um, but 
anyway, yeah. So going going back to the the the, the plots and like all the different uh, strands coming together, I think um, I really liked I really liked how uh, Nats yeah no not yeah Natsuki um, Kenji no not Natsuki Kenji I I mm-hmm. I, ju- I just think that what you were saying earlier about everyone having their own role, everyone having their own skill set. Um, yeah. The redemption of the bunny character of Kazuma, oh, Kazuma, Kazuma and, and the whole avatar thing. Do you, do you, th- is the reason you said that because you think that some people would be like, it's just too shonen it's too sort of over the top because I don't know. I don't, I don't see it as, I don't see any way of seeing that other than like that, that was almost a metaphor for the rest of what was going on because I didn't see Mm. it. I didn't see him beating the crap out, punching him in that last moment was like the real thing. And it goes all sketchy. Yeah. yeah. I I was screaming. I was screaming. I was screaming at the screen going, give my friend his face back. (laughs) Don't you take my (sighs) friend's face. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it's so good. No, I like I am a massive apologist for the Kazma plotline. Like I love it. I think that But my question is, is, does it need an apologist? Why why does it why does it need apologies? I don't think maybe? so. I th- oh. I think that it what, what's the criticism? It, I think the, the criticism is that in this movie about family and this online space, I think Do we need a shonen arc? Yeah, even not even just a shonen arc, it's like, okay, so we need to keep people engaged. How do we do that? Okay, so we'll introduce like an arbitrary oh, okay. um, I see. fighting element to Oz. And if you were supremely cynical, which I often tend to be, <laughs> um, you could say that this doesn't fit in. This this is almost out of place. No, and it doesn't it's fit so good. However, 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 again, every element of this film just comes together to be like, yeah, of course there's going to be fighting. Like, what is the main reason the metaverse isn't engaged? Like, if, if Mark Zuckerberg tomorrow announces arena combat in the metaverse, I'm there. Yeah. I'm here. Yeah. Like, I'm going to grind that stuff. I'm going to get myself a headset. And I'm going to go and fight as a weird rabbit guy. Like, of course I am. Yeah. But it, and, and again, it fits the narrative. It's not like it's so tangential to the story that, it's just been tacked on at the side. It, it it feeds into it. Of course, King Kazma is the best fighter. So when Love Machine takes over, of course, he's going to stand up and Love Machine's going to face King Kazma on his own level because that's how everything's programmed. And to see the kids' arc itself like them developing and then the the uncle being the the father figure and to kind of like give him the support like it all feeds itself together to work within the story and yeah when they when they when, they, just when the old hype. dude when the old dude comes in with his ds and he's like off you yeah, get and the he's, sensei he's like, and he's like he's distracting them squid yeah, yeah <laughs> for like yeah. two seconds it's like i'm here to yeah. help i don't care if my account gets done if you can survive and i'm like yeah yes yeah exactly it works. But also, everything <laughs> works but also the fact that it's a squid and he just brought a load of squid for dinner <laughs> <laughs> like yeah of course his, avatar's a squid. his only job yeah <laughs> um 
But like, I thought that was great. Like he's there jumping in. He's like, he doesn't know what he's doing really. He's just like, I'm going to help in any way I can. I've got to save this kid. And then he's like calling him sensei. And he's just like, sensei, take it. And they do like a little so bit of judo training outside. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which again, oh. I don't really get how that helps in game, but sure. Um, cause it's not, it's not like, um, sword art where you are immersed in it and it's all like uh, yeah. VR. Um, I guess maybe it's like a mental thing. It's just like if I, if I'm controlled and I can wax on with wax pressure off. in real life, wax yeah. on, wax off. Yeah. yeah. But I did think I, I, I did like it. I, yeah. I, I see what you're saying about just throwing in this action stuff to grip people. Um, and I think that is a fair comment to a certain degree, but yeah, I, I think just it's think a fair criticism, yeah, but also just it's, it it's executed so well. Yeah. And it's just like, eh, I, yeah, fine. I didn't feel that at the time. Looking back, I can be cynical about it, but like, th- watching it at the time, I was just, yeah, and in to the be moment, fair, you're just like, of course, this would be a thing. There was, there was a bit of me that was like, if this was VR, that it would have more, it would make more sense. But the fact, I did think there was a lot of focus on the fighting and yeah. the sort of the, the the like the way the way that when um uh Kenji's avatar gets beaten up and his voice is yeah. like beaten up it's like oh it's hurt and he's like no you just sat oh, at a computer oh. screen <laughs> like what, yeah, what and do you it, mean it's like he's bleeding and stuff and yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah whatever it, yeah um, okay but I think it's small criticism in the grand scheme of things because it just and plays again, out so You've well. got to think back to 2009, like the tech available at the time, it could connect to the internet. And it was like, again, it was a near future idea of, of course, like if I've got my flip phone, I can connect to Oz and I can, I can see all this stuff. Like it was a product of the time, but I think that it persists again, like the, there's that part of you, like you said, which is like, Oh, you just sat at a computer whilst your avatar is getting beaten up and you're, you're acting like it, it hurts. Yeah. But I think that adds to the immersion and it's just like, I don't know though. I don't know because I, know. I think, I think they, on the flip side, they do such, we've already mentioned it. They do such a good job of keeping everything else parallel 2009 and every, like, I think it would have been even more sort of realistic if they'd have when his avatar was down he sort of zoomed out and obviously you see that um like kenji is absolutely fine but he's like his emotion on his face and it, the screen ah, so like the way maybe the, mirror, the way he's typing is like he's making errors in the typing of like to talk and stuff maybe and, maybe and but i just think i just seeing the um the contrast between like what's happening on screen and him just typing on a computer it'd be really surreal and like the fact that like in game he's losing but really he's just playing a game on the computer screen would have it would just it would just have a really sort of eerie feel to it because there's so much so many stakes and so much action and hype music and then it cuts to like no music (laughs) and he's just there looking at a screen and you see the the characters doing stuff like clacking clacking away at the keyboard yeah which you do see at times like you do see their their side Mm. it's not like it's all just that but i think it would have been nice to see that in peak moments see that contrast where um yeah sort of down and out um which we do see with uh kazuma or kazuma because he's um yeah he, he he's very distraught when his avatar's down and stuff so we do get that mm. side of it um to a certain extent um yeah definitely yeah God. Mm. wow so that's I'll, a a lot that we've talked about and yeah. i feel like that we we could keep talking about we a lot could yeah stuff, but shall we move into 
our big three questions and start to evaluate yeah. this film and see whether it gets into the anniverse. Yeah, let's do it. All right, well, we're here. We're in the big three questions. We're going to ask about concept ex- execution. <laughs> We're going to ask about concept and execution. There we mm. go. I nailed it that time. Uh, we're going to ask about uh, turnoffs. Is there anything that could dissuade somebody from watching this show? And of course, finally, we're going to ask about compelability. And with movies, it's always a bit weird when we do that question because it's more, would you want to seek out more stuff like this rather than continue on in this universe? Um, so let's jump in. So concept and execution, what do you think? I'm just looking at my notes and I'm I'm seeing so much we haven't mentioned, but we haven't got all the time in the world. Um, I think concept and execution. I think the concept of what, like near future, alternate future, alternate reality. Yeah. Um, where a metaverse is a thing used daily. Very cool concept. Um, it's not, it's not like, do you know what? It's like, there's, there's loads of versions, there's loads of concepts where this AR sort of um, virtual reality thing is, is a thing. There's loads of films and TV Thank you, shows. Sword Art. Like Sword Art. But also like, th- <laughs> this is like base level Ready Player One. This is like, yeah. Just because that is that, I think that world is very much like this. Where That's a it, very good comparison. Yeah, so Ready Player One is the extreme, like it, where this ends up, because technology advances around it, because that's very sci-fi in the real world as well. Um, mm. Whereas I just love that this is so grounded everywhere else, and it's just this like online platform, which is, do you know what, is probably more likely than the Ready Player One scenario, because people even now are very aware of how technology is developing so quickly and people are looking to sort of reach out to nature and reality and sort of keep in touch with that a lot more. I think it's very much mm. in people's in the, in the zeitgeist that we don't want to just spend all day online and people are looking for opportunities to, you know, keep in touch with the to real disconnect world. So, and to actually like and disconnect and stuff. What's around them. So, yeah, it just feels really sort of, and, and, and you know what? Like my problems with a lot of movies we've watched with Studio Ghibli and stuff is that it's untangible mm. and it's sort of uh, otherworldly. And this yeah. feels breathable and lived in and I can relate. Oh. And, you know, the utter, okay. yeah. So I think it just for, and again, with all of the, because a lot of them, a few, how many studios, we watched three Studio Ghibli's now, I think. We've watched uh, what was Spirited Bubble? Away. We watched, what was uh, Bubble was Netflix and it was Madhouse, oh, right. but it was. Oh, uh, this was Madhouse as well, wasn't it? Creators. This was also Madhouse, yes. It is. Yeah, okay. Uh, Madhouse have done, they did the original Beyblade. Uh, nice. They also did uh, Redline. They did Death Note. They did High School of the Dead. So this is the same kind of pedigree, I guess, of, of... Interesting, because I was going to say, like, the the the, uh, the choices in direction, it reminded me a little bit of when we talked about Princess Monoke. Monoke? Monoke? Uh, yeah, Princess Monoke. Monoke. Um, you know, like, the little... And I know that was Studio Ghibli, wasn't it? But the, the, it, it might even just be in the direction, but, like, the, the little 
sort of focuses on the random details that just make it feel really yeah. real, like the gear stick changes and the typing of the keys and little bits like that that just sort of really, really hit just just weird choices. And even the dialogue. Like there was a show we watched or a movie where I, I really praised the dialogue because it didn't feel sort of shonen-y and just there for the... For, just there to sort of exposit everyone's thoughts and feelings. It felt like yeah. realistic conversation and it was like the ums and the ahs and the sort of like awkwardness. Was of it the- Odd Taxi? Have, have, have we watched no. Odd Taxi? No, we haven't. No, not Odd Taxi. I don't know. It, it doesn't Odd Taxi. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't matter really what it was, but it, it's just like when he comes back after being arrested and they're all like, hey, hey, why are you back? Did you forget something? And he's like, um, no, I, uh, and then just like wanders off and it's like, just yeah. doesn't finish the conversation. And it's like just realistic, just awkward like, nah, moments. Out. Yeah. It's like, uh, no, I just, uh, <laughs> and then wanders yeah. off. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So yeah, yeah I, and especially watching it in dub, like it is a it is a very good effort by the dubbing studio yeah. for this film. It, it it all hits exactly as you want it to. It feels natural. So going back to your question, it's the execution that makes. I mean, the concept is cool. A lot of it has been done, but the way they execute it is is mm. very unique. Like it's just so crazy how they tie. Like everyone has their 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 arc fulfilled we have even the romance arc at the set out at the beginning i'm so glad that came to a close i was like yeah and you know what do you know what something completely um sort of a thought that i had at the beginning we haven't watched uh, does romance anime exist in the same way that western media like have it because romance romance move because i know yeah like right sketchy etchy and all that stuff but romance Mm -hmm in western media is huge like all these rom-coms it is the 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 rom-com is an epitome of western culture yeah you're right yeah i I guess phrasing it like that does the rom-com exist yes in the form of series so like it will be like an extent i'm currently watching a series at the moment called urusei yatsura which means like annoying people and it's Hmm. a remake of a classic rom-com anime and the way that they get away with it and like it continues on is because it is a series and it keeps going and going and going it's like in all these situations of will they won't they will they won't they and then there's a few moments of genuine development like every like 10 episodes yeah but in terms of movies i suppose rom-coms in the same way as a Western version, don't really exist. Rom- romance anime tends to be a lot more heartfelt and a lot more serious. And something that I do want us to eventually get to uh, in the show is the Makoto Shinkai films. So things like Your Name and I Want to Watch mm. uh, A Silent Voice. And, oh, wow. Yeah, I've heard uh, of them. Garden of Words. Is that another? Like, they are massive, massive that studio that have... Not Ghibli, no. So no. this is a different studio. But it's almost at this point, they're on the same level as Ghibli mm. because wow. they were so well received both domestically and internationally. Silent Voice, and, is that relatively new? I feel like I've seen that on some platforms. Yes. Uh, Silent Voice was maybe like mid-2010s, like l- maybe late-2010s. And yeah. 
I have to say it's one of the best romance slash yeah I'm, I'm just I've just looked drama it up. 26, 2016 I feel like this there was it go. massively yeah. hype like uh, about like in the even in mainstream media did they like cover it as yes. like did it win awards and but, stuff it like it popped off like yeah. between this and your name um mm. those two films both came out i think the same year or very very close together and yeah it was the same year yeah yeah so both of those movies they dominated the international market to the mm. point where like people were expecting oscar nominations for both of them unfortunately they didn't get them but oh, right, okay. they are some of the best in the genre when yeah, it comes yeah. to and again i wouldn't say rom-com because I, I no. think rom-com doesn't really exist in the same format in Japanese storytelling. But it is a romance Whoa. anime. Your name. Guess the rating on Rotten yeah. Tomatoes. It's got to be 100, right? No, close nine, to 100. 98. 90-something. 90 98, yeah. 98, yeah. Your name is a fucking banger. Like, wow. w- one of the first anime that I bought on Blu-ray. Because I, I was like, this is actually goated. It's <laughs> incredible. Yeah. Right. Like we'll we'll get to it eventually. I think uh, maybe one of our uh, our centenary specials or or somewhat. We'll do like a a big milestone. We'll do your name. Um, okay, we've got a guess. You've got to guess the uh, Summer Wars uh, Rotten Tomato score. Oh God, Summer what? Wars Rotten Tomatoes. Do you want? Um, you can do either, or do you have to specify whether it's going to be the audience score or the critic score. <laughs> okay, critic score. I'm going to say ninety three. Okay. Do you want me to tell you? Yeah. 79. Oh! What? Yeah. Audience score? Bullshit. Audience score, I feel the audience score is going to be higher. So, is this still in percentages? Yeah. Okay. Uh, 87. 88. Oh! Nice. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, you're Good clearly effort. in tune Go with me. the uh, the fans, but not so much the critics. With the fans, but not the critics, because the critics don't know shit. It's <laughs> a so good job we're not doing a it's critical a review of um, of an anime of this movie. Yeah. Um, okay. Brilliant. Right. Next question, Sam. Are there any turnoffs? Is there anything that's going to stop people watching? I think the only thing you could really say would be the the show them stuff <laughs> with the cousins. Oh, but <laughs> really. <laughs> the inbred nature of the show of the show yeah, yeah sure just the, just how how into it they are but other than that i think nah it's basically no turnoffs it's a, it's a good family friendly rural movie. japan there's Any, no anything goes yeah rural japan no explicit violence i feel it, it's it's pretty no tame, i meant the incest considered uh, like the incest is fine oh. it's rural japan <laughs> oh uh, I mean, you're also correct. So. Also, the attempted murder from Granny because she's she tries to kill her. I wouldn't say that's a turn off. I'd say that's an action highlight. <laughs> I'd say that's a hell of a turn on, baby. God, I love that shit. Um, oh, we love gilfs here at the end. <laughs> and that brings us to our final question: compelability. Well, we find weird ways to talk about this when it comes to movies. Um, would this make you want to watch more anime? Would you want to go and seek out? Yes, more yeah, I think ilk? absolutely. You co- you go yeah. into this and you you come out just feeling good, like it's such a feel good. Even though Granny's dead at the end, I I I genuinely love this. Um, that little moment when they go back to the picture and Granny's smiling. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's so oh. sweet. It's so sweet. There's so many yes. good moments in it. And, you know, I buy all the characters, even the extroverted sort of uncle who's just loud and obnoxious. Um, mm. that, that, it's just really good. It's, it, it's, yeah, it's just wholesome, isn't it? Like we talked, what did we watch yeah. last week where we were, where it was, what, that was really wholesome? It wasn't fairy tale. <laughs> no, it wasn't that. <laughs> we don't talk about fairy tale. We don't talk Do it yourself. Do it yourself. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the colours and the palette, like the simple, in general, movies, well, I say this, having watched Bubbles with its incredible animation, but like generally yep. the animation, because it's a movie, a lot of them like, should be better. Should it be better? Like I feel like this was fairly simplified. Like the, the character designs and stuff, and the, the stylings. The character designs were definitely simple, but I think when you look at character animation, so yeah. like, like the way that people react and the expressions and like the the micro details of like people like moving their hands or like twiddling their hair and stuff. It's all there. Yeah. And, and there's a lot happening at the same time. Like if you yeah. think about the eating scene, whether it's dinner and everybody's like picking different things at the same time, like that is a tremendous feat to get across yeah. an animation. This movies it's, tend it's really to, nice. yeah, just pump everything up to 11. Okay. Uh, and yeah, so uh, th- yeah, it gets in the end of us. Absolutely. Let's, let, let's put Summer Wars in. Yeah. I love this movie. I, I, I think this is a wonderful film i think you like you watch it and it's like oh maybe anime isn't just tits and violence i I would go on record have something else i think this is my favorite anime movie we've watched whoa for real yeah yeah like what else have we watched so happy like spirited away nah we've watched uh bubbles Mononoke. princess mononoke that was that was good that was good um, Vampire Hunter D and, yeah. and Vampire Hunter D Bloodlust. They're of a time, aren't they? And they're so niche <laughs> and specific. It's like, okay. Um, what's the space one? The space pirate one? Oh, Harlock. Harlock, yeah, we watched that. That was that was all right. Yeah. We haven't watched that many movies, in, in, in all honesty. We actually haven't. Like, I tried to keep it to series, but actually maybe we should just have, like... A- a run of films because there yeah. are so many and also we're running out of series that aren't just like a thousand episodes long <laughs> <laughs> yeah but also like um they're, they're closed off so like people listening to the podcast might get more from movies anyway because it they can hear our exactly. full review of a, of a piece of media so maybe that's something we can look yeah. into uh in the, in the near future but um if you guys have enjoyed For this now. podcast and uh want mm. to listen we've got a hell of a backlog at the minute and uh we'll be producing yeah, right. content every week providing that our recording equipment goes to plan and doesn't uh, doesn't crash utter crap <laughs> um and let us know what you think about summer wars hit us up on instagram and twitter and uh, tell us what we should watch next what movies would you want us to review and um yeah, we're going to have a quick, a very quick catch up about in slice of life about what we've been up to outside of uh, Summer Wars. And if you're sticking around for that, great. If not, we'll see you next week in the anniverse. I love the nosebleed kiss at the end. It was just like, bleh. I have to say the nosebleed kiss is brilliant. Like him just being there, just like I have used every calorie in my body my, <laughs> like my brain is not functioning anymore but i and just she's just like Mwah. 
I, I just love how like yeah i know it's very sweet it's very wholesome because i was like i don't think i've I haven't seen much full-on mushing like in a, in, a, in anime like full-on yeah, actual necking on anime. yeah yeah like, usually they cut away just before <laughs> but um or they like they, they just don't do it <laughs> what, yeah yeah exactly what i also liked was the fact that throughout this whole thing they've kept it very very realistic and very sort of serious to a certain degree and like the the anime tropes have been very minimal apart from the shonen-y stuff yeah. and then right at the end they just throw this atypical anime no i'm, emba- I'm embarrassed so nosebleed out nose nowhere bleed everywhere <laughs> it's so like almost <laughs> chibifying and it's just like ah, okay yeah. great yeah what a great note to end it on and he's logged off from yeah. his brain yeah but other um, than that other than yeah. your adoration for these kisses will what have you been up to what have you been what's been going on in your slice of life what you've been watching doing seeing going doing ah um what have i been doing i've been watching i I binge watched the most part one of season four of uh you which i mentioned up top so part two is coming out in march you said there was a, a big dynamic shift yeah yeah so like they've been following the same formula for the first three seasons and i think it was getting a bit tired um which was basically he got himself obsessed with a woman ended up killing everyone around her to protect her and those scenarios became more and more contrived and the situations became more and more absurd because you had to am i right in thinking he lost a finger at one point did he lose a finger um God, you're testing my knowledge of the previous... I don't think so. I haven't noticed anything about it. But in this series, he chops off two of his toes. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. And you see it. It is gruesome. You would not like it. (laughs) It would be squeamish. I don't think I would. (laughs) (laughs) You literally see him just push the nut. He has a a hammer, like a... a a, You know know those... um, kitchen utensils the wooden mallets with the spikes all like the, the, the oh no like so the, he has to tenderize me yeah yeah exactly a tenderizing thing <laughs> he has one of those uh, you can see I'm, I'm a professional connoisseur of food um and he has the knife above his two toes and he whacks the mallet into the knife no! and you see the toes pop off <laughs> <laughs> it's great um so yeah i don't want i don't want to spoil too much but uh that was that was a particularly uh nice scene and then the whole sick. the whole premise of this one so he, he's now and, and basically the first three three seasons go between him doing ridiculous him doing him doing stuff that he shouldn't be doing like killing people to, to like murder morally question morally questionable uh acts to to sort of keep pursuing a particular person but also him mm. him forced into situations because of like Mr. Neat demeanors of the past that are coming back and he has to then like cover shit up or like his his wife is also insane so like she's killing people and he has to like cover that up and it's like people are insane around him as well so there's a lot of like ah. okay yeah he's done all this shit but also like he kind of had no choice there the best company yeah um but then this series just does a flip on its head and it's now a um murder mystery whodunit series so like the this whole part one is uh-huh. people are he's he's in he's somehow he started a new life in europe and he's actually in london so it's, it's set in london which is great because britain hey, woo. We, we know london we know london we understand things yeah uh 
so everything's very expensive yeah yeah um and speaking of being expensive he infiltrates this he, he becomes a part of this upper echelon of society this the rich for just being rich sort of um made in chelsea cast basically <laughs> and um they start got a text. they start dying off and he gets some weird messages and it's all about like he's now somebody's ewing him yeah effectively he's he's got to now like find out who this person is and um, by the end of the part of part one we find out who it is and then there's another you see where it's going for the next part but really a really different take and and, twist a little bit i felt a little bit i felt like yeah i i don't know i didn't i i sort of saw it coming and then Mm. And, and I'll tell you off air why why it doesn't work because I don't want to spoil it for anyone. Um, but uh, you know, it didn't ruin it for me. I thought it was it was still quite entertaining, and I liked the shift because it was the the, the formula was getting a bit tired, and this whole mm. and and the, they call out a lot of the tropes like that the, they he's he's an he's a teacher in a in a like a college at a university and he's doing like english literature and stuff because he loves books he always has throughout all of the series he's worked in libraries yeah he's obsessed with like hemingway and all of sort of brilliant writers of the past and uh one of the girls in class in the class loves murder mysteries and whodunit novels so like she's like telling him the tropes to look out for and then you see it in the actual show and so there's some, some quite happening quite nice what do you call that like um foreshadowing yeah, a bit, but it's almost like, um, uh, you know, where you acknowledge what you're doing. You're sort of... Self- lampshading. Yeah, yeah, lampshading. Yeah, there's a bit of that. There's quite a bit yeah. of that, which is um, quite fun. Um, yeah, so that's what I've been up to. What have you been up to, Sam? Uh, not too much, though I did watch a brand new anime uh, this week. Brand new um, to you watched- or just brand new in real... In, like, it's just come out. Brand new as in it's just come out and also mm. brand new uh, as in a follow-up for me and something yeah. that I thought I wouldn't actually watch season two of, but I checked out season two of Record of Ragnarok. Oh, no way. Uh, oh, okay, cool. It's back, baby. Yeah, I saw that. Co- <laughs> was that on Netflix or is that Crunchyroll? Still? It was on Netflix. It was a Netflix drop of the first yeah. 10 episodes out of 15 and basically... It's, it goes five episodes <laughs> per fight. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is a very weird number. So Brilliant. Uh, the first fight is Jack the Ripper versus Hercules. And I'm like, <laughs> this is going to be bullshit. I was like, you know what? I bet I'll it's tune awesome. in. I'll watch it. I bet it. it's awesome. The first five episodes are fucking bangers. They're <laughs> so good. Like Jack the Ripper versus Hercules. It's, per- it's the perfect balance of flashback and actual good animation. Yeah. And there's actual animation. And oh, great. a lot of people complained about and we complained when we yeah. watched uh, season one of, oh, it's like they take a swing and then it's a still frame and it's like impact. Then it's a backstory and then it's like exposition. And then it's backstory yeah. and it keeps going and going and going. But here, obviously the formula hasn't changed because that's the formula. But the execution is much better. Like they use a lot more CG because it's like set at night in a in a proximity, proximity, proximally, <laughs> a fake version of London whatever and they use cg <laughs> is it called a simu- hercules is it called a simulator no oh, okay good facsimile facsimile that's the word that i was desperately for, like looking for so like it's a fake version of london and 
there is CG and it's not the best CG in the world, but there's choreography yeah. and direction to it. Yeah, yeah. So it actually looks good. And like the first five episodes, it's like, oh my God, is this what the rest of the season's going to look like? And then the second fight happens and it's just, it's back to season oh, one. Oh, God damn it. I'm like, oh, come on. <laughs> like you, like, I don't care if it's the best sumo wrestler in Japan versus Shiva. If you if it's just gonna look like a painting fighting a painting, yeah. I don't care. I'd rather you but just gave the me the two characters fight. and hyper I'll just play the hypothetical in my head, just like Yeah, okay, just give me the two action figures and I'll just smash them against yeah, each other yeah. until one of them breaks. <laughs> yeah. Just go back to my ten year old like, <laughs> ten year old? Maybe not ten. <laughs> seven year old self and just smashing characters Speak together jumping still on. doing that today with my gunpla <laughs> yeah you are <laughs> but yeah yeah i was just like there was so much more promise in the first five episodes and then it just again it just went back to normal so there's five more episodes to come this year and it's buddha versus someone and i'm like this could be really good and especially mm. if they're taking the time to wait between these like episode drops we could be in for something as good as Jack the Ripper. But so far, Jack versus Hercules was stand a surprisingly out. good standout. Oh, that's annoying, isn't and it? Like, it's, it's, do you think it's just the fact that, like, we, we talk about from time to time, there's just not enough time, not enough anim- the, the animators aren't getting yeah. the, the time and the funding? Like, Absolutely. They've clearly invested in that first fight, shown what they can do, and then it's like, shit, we've just got to push this out now. We just need to get it done. Uh, we've just got to, like, oh, crap, running out of time. Like, okay, drop the next five episodes, and then we'll have, like, another six-month break to yeah. drop the last five episodes. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't help as well that the manga is only just ahead of the anime. There are only, like, two fights ahead. Right. And, yeah. Yeah. But, hmm. you know what? Season two is... A- objectively so far i think better than season one so good on you record of ragnarok for surprising me in this way wicked um all right well we're gonna leave it there uh well done record of ragnarok for like uh impressing sam for one fight um let's see if you can do it again (laughs) for one crap um thank you all for listening (laughs) we'll see you next week uh for another episode okay to the universe ciao (laughs) 